0: From their secret lair in the back lot of an abandoned theme park in the heart of the New York of the South, they spring into action whenever an unwanted opinion is needed. This is Two Dudes on a Backlot. Now, introducing your hosts, R.L. Sutton and Mojave.
1: We are Two Dudes on a Backlot. We got something to say, but nobody asked. My man, R.L. Sutton.
0: Let's do it.
1: I'm Mojave. And uh, I'm a little out of practice, I'm not going to lie to you guys. It's, it's been a while, so we are back. And we're going to talk about something that's in the news that a lot of people are not talking about. AI. A lot of people don't even know what AI means or what it stands for. It's not Alan Iverson, who was a basketball player in the late 90s and early 2000s, who was a phenomenal point guard, shooting guard. It is artificial intelligence, specifically related to what we love, talking about which is hollywood movies television and music so we're talking about artificial intelligence i have an ai story like i've mentioned before i am a dj so i mix music and i do private events and weddings and quinceaneros and stuff like that so recently i did a mix where i grabbed a bunch of songs from one particular artist and i went to post the mix there are three places for a DJ to post mixes. YouTube. The one specifically made for DJs to post mixes, which is called Mixcloud. M-I-X, Cloud. The name Mix is in the title. Mixcloud. Made for DJs to post mixes. And the third one is Soundcloud. If Soundcloud sounds familiar to you, it's because... Probably 10 to 15 years ago, you had a rash of rappers like XXX Tentacion and, and Little Peep and um, Little Pump, where they became famous, blowing up, putting their demos and their early songs on SoundCloud. SoundCloud, you can post your DJ mixes there, but it's mainly more for people that want to post their own music that they have produced. Doesn't matter the genre. I went to go post my mix on Mixcloud. Granted, the mix that I did was of one artist, but multiple songs. When I go post said mix, Mixcloud tells me that I cannot post the mix because their stupid AI tells them, oh, this is too many songs of one artist. I'm like, yes, it's specific mix Related to that particular artist. But it's still a mix. I'm not posting individual tracks. It is songs that one song starts and then I as a DJ mix the second song behind it. And between these two individual songs, I put them together in a way where it sounds like it's a third song. Hence, a musical mix. The AI, the artificial intelligence. Denied me, and would not upload my mix. So I had to go to the second best option, which was SoundCloud, which is not necessarily made for posting mixes as a DJ, and it posted it perfectly fine. Once it scanned it, it posted it, no problems. My friends, that is the future of artificial intelligence in our day-to-day. R.L. Sutton, my brother from another mother. Break it down. What exactly is artificial intelligence within the realm of what we like to talk about, which is the entertainment industry?
0: Well, your example is actually spot on. Basically what artificial intelligence does is it searches the internet and it will say samples, like a mix. All these different images, all these different pieces of information. If you wanted to do a picture, it will go through and it will take a little bit here, take a little bit there, mix them together and creates a final image for you. However, an award-winning piece of AI art was turned down by the U S copyright office because of this very reason. It says there's too much machine in it and not enough human engagement. So the, the office, the copyright office is already ruling on these things, but the fear is that you can have somebody go out there and say, go to chat GTP and log in and say, write me a novel in the genre of Harry Potter. And what it will do is it will scan through the entire collection of Harry Potter novels all of them and even the play and it will the movie scripts and then it will kind of sample here and there given the parameters you gave it and it will produce a book similar to a harry potter novel and it may even read be really good but it's simply a a a grouping of original writing now i watched somebody at work they he was a fan of the Lord of the Rings and star Wars. And so they got on there as a joke and put together a, a, a letter that was supposed to be from one of our colleagues and gave it to him. And it, it sounded great and it ran smooth and everything. And this individual actually thought it was real. Okay. So the fear is that what's going to happen is, studios are going to get on board with this AI thing and it was part of the part of the negotiations with the writers' guilds and said, look, you can't do it because all a studio would have to do is they, and they call it training and what it is they basically feed it novels or they feed it books from known authors so it gets an idea. I I don't know the inner workings of the technology enough to say, well, this is the algorithms and programs and stuff but it would be very easy for Paramount to take all the scripts ever written for Star Trek, throw them into one of these programs, and say, "Write us a Star Trek script." The fear right now, though, is one of these other AI companies has gone came along and done a short movie around the level of Pixar, con, and Pixar, and put it out there on the net, net and said, "Look, we can do this." So animators are like, wait, if you can do this with a Pixar level film, how long before we get to you being able to AI being able to produce a future film, how long before you don't need any of these artists, these talented individuals to go in and do the special flex special effects or say the lens flares on a JJ Abram film. And he just punches it into the editor and it does it for him or executives at paramount go you know what we don't even need jj abrams and they give it a mark just say make us a great star trek film and it just goes through and it it generates this image and now they have a a brand new star trek film and the masses who aren't who just want more star trek content can almost choose their own adventure like those books from the 70s and say well, give me one with the original crew or give me this and that. That's what the concern is of Hollywood. Do you have some thoughts on this?
1: I do because I'm I'm glad you brought up the Choose Your Adventure books because I remember as a kid reading those. And granted, it was in a more simplistic form and you had like very limited outcomes. And even with the AI, it's just at some point going to start repeating the same stuff. My fear is that the audience isn't discerning anymore. You have a lot of people that have either grown up or they've allowed themselves to be given this crap entertainment. And the same way people have, you know, gotten used or they've just allowed junk food to be a part of their diet, it's not good for you. But you make up excuses like, oh, it's what's, you know, on the way home, or I don't like cooking, or whatever, whatever, whatever. You know it's not good for you, but you still eat it. And you're just kind of like, uh. And that's my fear, is that people with entertainment, not that the AI is going to be good. I think the AI is going to be trash. Not only because I just gave you my AI mix story, but... The people that create the AI, the people that create this entertainment, it's coming from above. Sadly, in entertainment, it's not coming from creatives anymore. It's from it's coming from capitalists. It's coming from shareholders. It's coming from very greedy people that want to be they want to go from billionaires to trillionaires or whatever tax bracket they're in, they want to go to the next one. So they're not investing the time and the energy to make the AI good. They're just investing enough or it's just workable. Perfect example. With my AI story, I go to the place where I'm supposed to be able to upload a mix and it's telling me it doesn't want to do it because, yes, it's multiple songs from an artist. I know what it was trying to do, which is basically telling me it, the AI is probably telling it oh, this person's probably trying to upload multiple songs from this one artist, like back in the Napster days or in the early file-sharing days, but that wasn't what I was doing. The AI wasn't smart enough to figure out, oh, but these songs are still mixed. They're not individual tracks. It's just one long 42-minute mix. But the AI for the competition, a.k.a. Mixcloud, recognized it for what it was, and they're like, Okay, it's the same artist, but it's all mixed together. So there you go. So my fear is that the audience is just slowly getting used to the trash entertainment, and they'll just be fine with it. So yes, in the long run, a lot of creators will lose their jobs because the people above they just want money. So they'll they'll get rid of and wipe out mass departments of creatives just to save a couple of bucks so they could buy their mansion in the nicer part of Beverly Hills or Malibu or wherever it is they live is there one California. anymore um i don't, I don't know. know is there
0: one anymore <laughs> allow me to alleviate some of your fears my friend okay so we do have you do have ai that's being used right now every day all over or searching the internet. And I have used it many times in, for this very show, actually, giving a more clever description of the topics we discuss. I also work in the entertainment industry using a lot of automation. And yes, you can automate systems so far. However, and this is where the, uh, to use an old phrase, the rubber meets the road, especially with AI. What AI does right now is it's a, basically a super search engine when it, when you say write me a novel and I want, you can go to chat GTP, I think it's called. And you can say, write me a story that captain Kirk meets Harry Potter to use a, one of our, my earlier examples. And I want Dr. Who to show up. So what it will do is it will ke- search the internet and bring together those informations. Now, where the studios have a problem. First off, to do a full feature film is going to take a lot of resources. A lot of hard technology, servers, computers, processors, and a bandwidth that would make the would be almost staggering even for the CIA to search the internet. The problem with that is people hack stuff every day. Recently in the news, AT&T just got hacked. And I'm telling you, they probably got better firewalls than most government agencies. And if they can get hacked, guess what? A film studio can get hacked. So they're not gonna have they're gonna have to they're not gonna allow the system to search the internet because what's gonna happen the moment it gets on the internet? Some clown or some whatever you want to call them, some kid somewhere is gonna be like, Let me hack Warner Brothers and mess up their Star Trek film, or worse off Fans of the show are going to hack it and suddenly you got a really good movie because the, ha- the fans have hacked the Paramount Studios machine and put in a good script as opposed to what they are going to put together. And they're not going to get what they want. So they're not going to allow it to search the internet, which means that they're going to have to make large archives of everything that these movies are going to produce. And they're not going to be able to search the internet. They're going to have to shoot, have a full renders of planets. This is going to take a massive amount of money. It could be more expensive for them to build this digital studio than it would be because this is all, all going to be photoreal. This is all going to be shot, shown in 4K. So it's going to be a very, very expensive endeavor for the studios. It may be cheaper to let J.J. Abrams sh- poop out another Star Trek film than to build a digital studio. This is something that no one's talking about on the Internet. And then it's still going to be. We're talking about now. We're getting to Apple level or Google level technology to do this thing, and they can't hop on the internet and say, "Hey, let's get some, let's steal some images of what Niagara Falls looks like, and CGI it." Because now they're they're they might have a breach. Now, do the studios think that far in advance? I don't know. But somebody's crunching the numbers, and the moment they go to one of these AI companies and go hey, can you build us a digital studio? They're going to go, yeah. Um, we need you to write up a checkbook and how much footage do you want it to be?
1: Do you think at some point the technology, like anything else, gets more affordable within the next handful of years? Yes. Where it, but, could, where it could be feasible?
0: Yes, but it's going to have to be something that's almost neutral. You're basically, your database, which is what we're talking about, your rendering of people, your rendering of locations, your rendering... It's going to have to be something like, instead of it being, it's going to have to be like a backlot. So it, it will get cheaper, but we're talking 10 years, 20 years down the road. And I'm talking about for what you could, what would be passable as humans. Like you turn on the TV and you cannot, and it looks just like Shatner in his prime.
1: Yeah. It's not like a cartoon or it doesn't look like princess Leia in, uh, no. Rogue one or something like that.
0: Before people jump on me, yes, it would be absolutely super easy for Disney to look at Pixar and go, Give us another toy story. And Pixar to go, uh, do you want to spell new models? And like, no, use what you got. That's gonna be easy. Because that's all that all pre exists. That's already done for them. All the computer's doing is what's called keyframing, which is where you would say, Walk here from Woody, walk here from, from there to there and do these things. Woody's gonna do it. Jurassic Park would be a bit easier for the dinosaurs at least all that stuff is what they call already built it's already rendered it's already existing on files what we're talking about is another level
1: yeah like creating from scratch now you're talking about at least on the visual side what about on the writer side on the side that a lot of people are worried about where we just now we're just getting watered down versions or rehashed versions of what we've seen before. We're getting that now as it is with movies, because once again, the shareholders want to get the return on investment. So we just keep getting rehashes and reboots.
0: The only thing stopping that is the U S copyright office. Period. If you're Star Trek, you're Paramount. I go back to Paramount and my favorite thing to beat up in this, on this podcast if you are Paramount, all you have to do is tell whoever ho- holds us the, the manuscripts, send me copies of these manuscripts. You call up the people we will call it at Ch- chat DTP. I need you to create me this program with these scripts, but it can't be on the internet because I don't want to get binged. And boom, they, they spit out a new Star Trek novel in 30 minutes. If that, and I'm being generous. And if they throw the name like, "Hey, this is whoever, this is Shatner 2.0's written work," they say it's a human. Shatner gets a check. He doesn't care. Yeah, that's that. That's gone. That 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 train's already left the station. There's there's no undoing that. But for full visual movies, like I'm talking about, like their like another Avengers film with a CGI Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, we're talking a lot of money and a lot of risks. And Hollywood's risk adverse. You, you tell them it's going to cost you a billion dollars to, to create a, a virtual studio. They're like, great. And how many different kinds of movies can we make? They're like, uh, you can only make Avenger movies at the moment. you think they're going to want to take that risk? Or do you think they're just going to find cheaper actors and go, look, I can hire six actors? And make it for half that you know the six nobodies i only you know
1: do you think we're going to start getting cgi movies like new versions of jaws for example where it's roughly based around that particular shark you know are we just because like you said the technology's there oh. with the stuff that's already rendered are we just going to get a lot of that because like you said we know hollywood's going to try to find some way of making it on the cheap
0: they will i'm i I'm telling you, CGI is going to be used more and more. Pre-rendered stuff, stuff that they can already do, inexpensive. Like they could do tomorrow, they could completely do another Star Trek movie with a brand new cast of nobodies because all those ships are rendered. They could do a script, they, but a complete cinematic film. It's going to it's going to be expensive and it's going to cost a lot, and it, you. You also have what's called an uncanny valley, and that's where, if something looks too real, the human mind messes with it. So, the level of perfect imagery, I think we're, I think we're, some decades away from.
1: So, at least, so you're saying, at least in the immediate, AI won't be as big as a player on the visual side, but possibly on the more immediate, like as of right now. Oh, we'll start I... getting, especially with this last, you know writers guild association um, strike that we had last year in the immediate we're going to start seeing similar scripts because it's going to be churned out by ai
0: i would bet money cash money that there's some some writer somebody putting a right calling themselves a writer who's already used at um chat gdp or one of these sites to completely generate a novel put his name on it, copy wrote it, and is on um, Kindle right now, probably making a little few dollars, and put about 30 minutes worth of work into it, if that. That's probably going on. Will the st- are the studios willing to do that? Absolutely. Are they probably trying to figure out how to mine some of the gold out of the stuff that's at Pixar that's already done where they have to pay the least amount of people possible? Yes. Is it going to completely... End Hollywood, and it was just suits turning out CGI stuff or AI generated films and movies and everything. I don't think so, simply because yes, automation always advancements in technologies always gets rid of people. But I work in an industry where the job I do in the d- one day you used to have five people doing it, and now you got one dude who can do it. By themselves. That's going to happen. AI is going to be used. But to the level of. Now we got it running everything. Like some kind of. um a Terminator movie. Where Skynet is running. Every aspect of our lives. I actually oh. don't think that's. And I, I had to do a little research. And talk to some people. About the computer hardware. To really get there. Because I had that same concern. I'm like well shoot. It can just. I'm just going to put good on the internet and plug in and to say, I want to watch a sci-fi movie with Kirk fights Terminators. And next thing you know, 15 minutes later, the AI has generated it until I found, I realized how much the hardware and how much technology is built into this. Am I saying it's never going to happen? I can, nobody can say that. No, that's impossible to say that. Oh, it will never happen, but is going to happen tomorrow. Unlikely is it going to happen in t- 10 years now. Not to that degree. I don't see it that way simply because of how how much is worked into that system, how much it has to do. And this whole, and going back to my example earlier, you have mega million dollar companies getting hacked once a year. An oil company who's probably got some of the best programmers in the world a couple years ago, they got ransomware. You don't think... These guys would do that to a movie studio? You don't and if the movie studio thinks they're untouchable, they're idiots. Cuz if the US government can get get worried about this stuff, then you better well know somebody out there would do it. Heck, guys like us would do it just to shut down Sony for 2
1: days. <laughs> <laughs> do you just see for... weird combinations like that? Like like you mentioned like oh. Harry Potter mixed with Star Wars?
0: No, that's that's comic book fantasies. Um, a company that's unfortunately on hard times did it all the time called um, IDW. They always had they had a Transformer Star Trek crossover, Ghostbusters, Anybody that they had a license to, they would do it. But that's more fantasy in the realm of comic books and too many dollars have to get doled out and too many rights have to be purchased to do anything other than a fan film. Uh, of that level. Live action, oh, I'd never see that happening unless those companies just merge together, which is not out of the world of possibility, but we're talking about Sony merging with Warner Brothers.
1: That's a okay. lot of... In, in the same vein, I'm going to veer off just a little bit. We're going to come back to AI. Harry Potter, which is came out in the early 2000s, is going to be rebooted as a television show since there's seven books, they at least want to do one book per season. So they would dedicate one whole season to a book, which ideally would give them at least seven to ten years, is what they say. Um, Being that, yes, the first movie came out like in the early 2000s, and at least the kids that were, you know, Harry Potter, Hermione, and and Ron Weasley they're barely still in their 30s they're 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 not old at all what what do you see happening with a reboot like that where they turn it into a TV show i guess they could really get granular and really talk about make it more like the book where you could get into more details but do people really want to see that do they do, you, do do we want to see a reboot when the movies were pretty good
0: i think fans all if it's good and this is a key fans always want more of something that's good fans, even though
1: it's literally the same story it would be the same story right because that's what a reboot is just yes her, it
0: would be the same story and it would probably cover new ground but if you're if you're Warner Brothers, what you're doing is you're 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 playing this game, and we're we're very much off the topic of AI but you're saying, okay, these fans grew up enjoying this, and I'm giving them something fresh, so I'm gonna get the parent to come back to see the new stuff and they're going to introduce it to a sec and next generation of fans and we're gonna make it long enough where they're going to want to watch cover the entire book. So now you said there's seven books. Now I've got at least seven, eight more years, if not a decade's worth, if I, depending on how long it takes them to put out each season of consumer who's going to grow up watching this. And now my investment into all these things down at universal and in London and all these theme parks that are built around these things, they have a new audience being reborn. So now I've got a whole another generation of fandom coming up early who I'm introducing to this idea. And yes, I'm updating the effects. And at some point, we're going to update the rides. But That stuff is a lot easier. Because I'm creating another generation of consumer for this product. And the people doing it are probably like we may not be around by the time the book ends, or reboot, getting it, passing it off to the boton to a third generation's not on me, anyhow. But that's what we're doing now.
1: What do you think the audience would be more open to this reboot, or doing like in your, one of your favorite franchises, Star Trek, where they went from Shatner? Star Trek to next generation to deep space nine and so on and so on.
0: I think the fans of the original series, I think the fans are going, would be open to continuation. And the reason being is because the original writer didn't give them anywhere to go. And you're taking the risk of, can the new writers that you're bringing in, do they have the same talent? And we've seen how that's working out for a lot of, Other shows, the first one, and mind you, this is Warner Brothers who's doing it. How did Game of Thrones go once they didn't have the books to work off? That bringing in writers would not be able to capture the magic that J.K. Rawlings did. So now it's probably safer. And they did do it with the Fantastic Beast series, and that wasn't well received. It wasn't picked up. So starting over may be the ideal thing for them to do. And think about it. They start over. They record, they create another 10 years worth of content, maybe let it rest. And then you just start, you could reboot it again and you just slowly update the series as you go along for this new audience versus letting it die. Because now, the moment there's no interest in that, how much of, say, Universal everywhere is going to have to be struck and replaced? That's a lot versus just getting, updating the rides, giving it new technology, maybe reshooting it. Re, you know, the new, the new adventures of Harry Potter has a brand new looking, the train's now electric, but you're building it on the same platform that you've already built out. The uh, new audio, new, there's a new Harry Potter, but it he, that, that kid's going to come in and he's going to shoot the same scenes that were on the ride already. And you just continue going forward with it versus completely having to start all over.
1: True, but there's always the risk of burnout. Like we're seeing with anything comic book right now. Like we're seeing with reboot after reboot after reboot after reboot after reboot. Um, Now, like you said, it it, it has to rely on the reboot being good. Absolutely. The TV show has to be good. But even it may just run its course. It will use... I'll use walking dead as, as an example because it it just got to a point where people were just zombied out. They were just tired of zombie stuff. And I think at some point they just, they may not get 10 years. They might not get all the books. Even even, no matter how good it is. They, people just may be like, all right, we're not against fantasy. We're not against magic. Give us something new. You know, there's always that risk.
0: There is, um, that's happening as we speak, and no one's wanting to look at point fingers. But the audience for the Marvel Cinematic Universe is slowly going away. It's because young people who've watched it for fifteen years, you know, the kids after them aren't into it at the same. It's it's almost becoming like westerns. It's like I don't want to watch superhero movies. I want to watch something else. So you do risk that in it's it doesn't always pass down. It would have been easier for them to take a show like star Wars and do the next generation of star Wars. That's something I've been saying they should have done from the very beginning, but you're not that magic in the bottle. It's really hard to come by. And sometimes something, sometimes you have to let something go but there's so much money especially with like Harry Potter and Warner Brothers and Universal a lot riding on that because you're almost before the park if you combine all the the attractions for that one IP you're going to you're going to scuttle all that you're going to just tear it down and replace it with what cuz right now the only other hot item and this one's a stroke of genius i applaud them is the Nintendo World Nintendo as the old, the original fans, they're constantly, they knew their marketplace and they can keep catering to that younger demographic audience. So the, the dads who grew up playing a tendo have no problem taking the the kids to, to it. And even some of the, depending on the age of the child, maybe even the granddad, hey, I remember playing, you know. You know, there's questions there, but hey, I remember playing this when when I was a kid. So I'm going to take Junior to go look at the Mario ride when it comes out in 25. But okay, that's...
1: so y- I'm sorry, you did mention Star Wars, mm-hmm. and being that that franchise has been so soiled by Disney, mm-hmm. going back to AI, do you see them investing? at least with script writing with AI to try to fix this. They're going to try. They're going to try. And it's not AI.
0: It's a case of why did it not work to the level we wanted it?
1: Oh, but that's easy. It has nothing to do with eh? that. That was them putting politics. Right. And you know, so, putting a bunch of stuff that nobody asked for in into the movies and focusing on characters that nobody really cared about to begin with and giving them their own mm-hmm. series. Is.
0: Yeah. They they're only What do you get... see
1: in the immediate with AI with Hollywood, more on the script side? What do you predict?
0: I think what that you, what do
1: you got in that crystal ball, mm-hmm. R L Sutton?
0: Uh, I think that it's it it's here it's going to be utilized where it can be i you i as I said I utilize it sometimes to rephrase descriptions to come up with something a little bit maybe clever or a thought a way to to put together words that I hadn't you're gonna see it they're gonna probably be able to utilize it to a greater degree with special effects we may actually it may make and this is kind of exciting it may make producing televisions shows with high-end CGI effects a lot cheaper, which in turn makes it easier to produce, which in turn gets you you could get a another Star Trek series on say broadcast television where all the renders are done, all everything's done, and instead of having that team and I know people are gonna like shake, you know, shake the stick. No. Instead of having a creative team that's gonna generate this awesome space battle. The producer's gonna type in the AI generator, give me an awesome Star Trek space battle that looks like this. And he comes back two hours later and it's already generated this 15 minutes or two minute, three minute space battle for him. And he doesn't have to get get anybody else, any other creative teams involved. Boom, it's there, he cuts it into the show and goes about his day. You might you could have that which would make making science fiction series less expensive give me an, um give me a borg but i want it to be fully robotic looking borg and boom it's on screen by the time the show's post so instead of having that creative cgi team doing it they just do it on cut it on the um they cut it and boom it's there for them uh paramount i want a royalty off this idea Going on from there, Disney Plus could cut out a lot of things. So you could utilize AI in those ways. But full AI programming, I, I still don't see them doing that. Not, not soon.
1: Hmm. I don't know. Just AI in general, what do you... Rem- well, you broke it down. You broke it down. I mean...
0: Remember, I just we... Don't... There's You're a saying- program. There is a program called um, I can't think of what it was called, but during the 90s, it's why we got so much Star Trek with CGI back then. Is it became they went full CGI with the ships. Everyone got upset, but it because you were able to do full CGI or do some of the tricks they had. It's why you had so much Star Trek during the 90s because it was cheaper for the studio to produce Deep Space Nine. It was cheaper for them to produce Voyager. All the ships in, and everyone forgets this, all the ships in Enterprise were CGI, and people love that show more now than they did back then. And people got very upset. Well, they're they're putting model makers out. They're putting those Industrial Light and Magic guys out of work. Now, instead of having a team, you could do that same show today with AI and have all the AI effects done and simply... Tell it what the battle's going to be. Give it a few points to go, and all those layers are done. Technology is always going to, unfortunately, cost people jobs. That's that's reality. And yes, one day it may cost me my job because. But automation can only do so much, and it's a progression. But it's not. I don't see it being this end of the world, end of Hollywood thing that some of the other channels are putting out there simply because of the cost to, to get there. And the the fact that we're not quite there yet, yes, it's moving very fast, but is it going to get there that in the next 10 years? I, I don't think so. Simply because of the hardware. My last thought on all this is let's not be afraid of technology. Let's not worry about the future. If you have something to add to the world, by all means, add it. Bring Great ideas always have a way to have a way of finding its audience, finding its people. If you look through history, unfortunately a lot of great arts weren't discovered until much later with the internet. You have a chance of getting it out there within your lifetime to quote quantum leap. But if you have something that's great, remember this is life is about really touching other people. And that story, that idea, that thought may reach somebody. It may not make you rich tomorrow. It may never make you rich. But that piece, that thing, creative work you do may get somebody in a place when they need it most. And even even if you're not a creative, be kind to one another. One another, ladies and gentlemen. This is R.L. R. Sutton from Two Dudes on a Backlot. Have a great day.
1: We are Two Dudes on a Backlot with R.L. Sutton and Mojave. Make sure to share this show with all of your friends and enemies. Go to our socials. Please, please, please. Sharing is caring. So, uh, Go out there and share what is Two Dudes on a Backlot with the world. Now, as
0: our intrepid duo return to their lives as pizza delivery man and dollar theater usher, we must remember the lessons we learned today. Join us again at the same backlot time, same backlot channel. Want more backlot content? Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Two Dudes on a Backlot.